0: Hey everybody! So we are wow. So we started this campaign back in December, and now it is July. We've gone through the cold. We've gone through the heat. We've gone through everything in between. It was ninety degrees today, um, but now we are under twenty days left until this primary. And I wanted to just jump on. Uh, because I haven't done a podcast in a little bit. I've been busy. I've been going to different forums, going to uh, talking to voters, going door to door. You see me all across the county. I, I, you know, it's a big county, I'm one person, you know, sometimes I volunteer, sometimes I don't, but um you, if you didn't see me, hopefully you saw some of my lid or hopefully you've you've met somebody that met somebody that met me or, or something like that. But um, you know, it's funny. I I don't know. George Carlin is a is a I, I like comedians. You don't have to always agree with everything they say, but uh, you know, when funny's funny, at the end of the day. And um, you know, we were talking at some event about public service and the the importance of it. And I truly believe. I mean, one of the core reasons why I'm running is because I believe in the responsibility and the civic duty of the average citizen to get involved. Um, we. I was at the voices of freedom uh forum the other day and we've read pieces of the declaration of independence and we're about to stroll into independence day very shortly this weekend and um, you know i think it's important to remember that they were not setting up a democracy though there are democratic institutions that we live in and as we commonly use the term this this is a democracy but they were essentially establishing a republic yes a democratic republic but a republic and a republic in a republic it is incumbent on the citizens to get involved to participate to engage voting is important don't get me wrong but it's the lowest level it's the baseline it's the main expectation from there then we build Uh, we get engaged in civic institutions. We participate in forums. We run for office like I'm doing. And, um, you know, just to reflect on that, it's a, it's over 250 year tradition because a lot of this tradition lasted before the constitution and before even the declaration of independence. It's a tradition that we need to keep going that I think that has become more ever present in people's minds over the past few years, that we need to participate. We need to get involved. Unfortunately, I feel that a lot of people looked at uh, government, they looked at schools, and they were all on the autopilot, right? You know, Maybe you vote, maybe you don't. Maybe you attend your conference, maybe you don't. Maybe you check school at GMO, maybe you don't. Um, maybe you check in on the news, but you don't fully participate. You don't really dig in. That's changing. You're seeing a sea change in a lot of people, and one thing that I'm concerned of is that amidst the sea change, there are still a lot of people that are sitting in the wings. Uh, maybe they're turned up, turned off by the rancor that exists on media and social media. Maybe they're turned off by the loudest on 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 the fringe of either side yelling at each other in the middle. And even even principled folks on outside of the middle choose to sit out because they 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 don't want to engage in that toxicity and that violence. Well, this is not the time for that. This is the time to get engaged. This is the time to get involved. Um, and so I like I I, I mentioned Dan Carlin earlier, and then I went on a little bit of a tangent, but I wanted to um, reflect on a joke he had um, about public service. And he said, you know, there there, you say you're a public servant, okay? Well, you're a public servant. Then get me a glass of water, because it's true. Public service, because uh, government, these are all in service to citizens. We. Those of us that are engaged in even—I'm the president of Republican Club. I do that so that I can be in service to our members and to Republicans in general. Um, <laughs> that's why uh, I was door knocking the other day. I helped a couple move in and welcomed them to Brunswick. Um, we are we are seeking to serve a people, and we're not seeking to lord over them or rule over them. That's what the um, the framers of the Declaration fought against that's what those soldiers fought against that's what um the soldiers fighting in the civil war and for civil rights that's what they fought for that's what every generation must seek to rebuild is a consensus about how we're going to move forward in a rights affirming way because we live in a a little bit of a different society in the most. A lot of countries, a lot of na- countries are based on nation. They're based on ethnicity or they're based on land. We were none of those. We are a revolutionary country, folks. We're a radical idea. One that's based more on rights than on anything else and more on an agreement about rights. It was a revolutionary idea. And we've continued to spring that revolution, revolution forward public service, engagement, participation, voting, democratic institutions that build trust, that invest in the people, that give the people choices, that allow the people to exercise their freedoms. That's what this country was based on, the basic concepts of life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that final point is—it's related to the other two—but I, I want to focus on the pursuit of happiness. Uh, the Declaration of Independence is my favorite political document of all time, not because it sets establishes any institutions, not because it establishes um, the rules through which we play our game, like the Constitution does. Um, it's because it established the principles by which our country bases itself on. Um, and, um, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, uh, the ability to peacefully, peacefully turn over power and, and through trusted systems, contest our ideas in the open forum. So the primary focus of my campaign, you know, I've said it before, main, main things are uh, balanced growth, support for law enforcement, support for uh, fire, support for, our, uh, and support for our communities and making sure that we, our communities can live safe and free and that our government is smart and our government is data-based and that our government is efficient and effective. These are my goals. As an evaluator, I think I bring a lot of that to the table to help frame how we can do that. Now, in doing that, one of my primary focuses became, or my folk eye, I guess, um, was that it is darn hard to raise a family here in Frederick County. Uh, and it's becoming only harder. I mean, lo- Lord knows with the way that the economy got jumbled with COVID, and then the way that inflation has hit the average Frederick citizen and the average family that's already was struggling like the middle classes the middle and working classes were squeezed like none other before COVID, before inflation um the prices of daycare the costs of raising a child the marriage penalties that exist in in the tax code um the the challenges regarding uh, infrastructure and schooling, and, and 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 the competition that exists with all that—those are all strains on the American family. Um, and I, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to say that families are critical to our future, because children, literally, by nature of what they are, are our future. So what we want to do is to be able to have support family formation, folks starting a family. Um, create the incentives to start a family, make it easy, and then help them as they grow. That becomes even more important in a pro-life, in in a post-World Rose Society, uh, by the way, you know. Um, And I think a big part of being pro-life is being pro-family and articulating what that means to a lot of us, wherever you stand on, you know, abortion policy and, and stuff like that which is not kind of what I want to go into because at the county council level we don't really address a lot of those issues what we do address is the symptoms and so we want to make Frederick County safe for families we want to remove barriers to this this formation and we want to better help families as they raise their kids you may wonder why This is important if you don't have a family, there's a lot of folks that I talk to that maybe their kids have grown up or um, or, you know, they've chosen not to have kids or they're young. And those are all fine decisions, but the data shows that a strong family environment has dramatic effects on the strengthening of a community it has dramatic effects on the betterment of individuals because ultimately the products of a family which are are the children they become adults and they engage in the system and hopefully they they participate in politics and hopefully they get a job and hopefully they they raise a family of their own so that again we can advance our society but um Frankly, when we have strong families that can function and that can invest in their children, that can, can provide authoritative and supportive parenting, when we have these things, what we see is we see crime go down, we see increased mobility, we see social costs of um, uh, of 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 individuals lessen. Um, what we need, what we need to realize is that. Family formation and family um, strengthening is critical to attract a better outcomes for Frederick citizens. It helps, but good parenting helps kids steer clear of trouble and embrace school and work. Ultimately. Um, you know, it'll lead to higher incomes. It'll lead to a um, more investment in our community. It'll lead to uh, more entrepreneurs. It'll lead to greater better farmers. I, all this stuff is is intuitive because we've been doing it for generations and generations since time time come. But it seems to be that we keep on having to come to this that families are critical to the growth of our community. Stronger families equal stronger communities, and so we need to make sure that. One, the government is not creating structures that are that um, slow or make it difficult for families. Where they are, government needs to get in the way or change its practices to help uh, natalism, to help uh, families have babies, to help um, families in crisis that are really struggling, to help um, farmer families move pass on uh, children to the next uh, their farms to the next generation. You know, our priority has to be provide the resources, the guidance, and the, and and that kids have the access to thrive in adulthood. This is important for policymakers. Maybe not as a, maybe not. They're not the top goal, because there's also community leaders, there's church leaders, there's and that most importantly, there are parents, and we want to make sure that everybody has access to resources, guidance, and access and and um, opportunities to thrive. In our, in our society here in Frederick. So I wanna focus on a few short recommended approaches regarding, um, in order to improve family farm formation, incentivize family formation, and help provide a better path forward for families here in Frederick to raise their children. The first is on growth, and this is a sticky subject. Frederick has faced, it's the fastest growing county In the state of Maryland for the past 10 years. Um, We've seen the effects of that all across, especially South County. Um, And look, growth is not a bad thing. We want to see more and varied growth for families here in Frederick. More houses um, and more house availability makes housing more affordable. You know housing costs, and we've seen in wild costs for housing, where um, houses are some up for 600 dollars, eight hundred k. This this may, creates an unpenetrable barrier to families. It 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 is one of the leading indicators that prevent family formation, and going down the line, buying a house. And having that resource and having that investment is one of the greatest indicators for being able to build wealth and create wealth. And so by us erecting these um, moats around communities um, through overly restrictive zoning, one of the greatest fears is that it, 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 it it makes it harder to form a family. It disincentivizes having babies and, um, and, um, Maybe most tragic, and, and maybe not most tragically, but also tragically, underserved communities um, may find it harder to 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 prosper, to 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 build wealth, to get out of uh, out of where they are. It it slows down social mobility for everybody. Our goal in Frederick County is that folks have access to homes that, as in as in Micah that each man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree and there shall be none to make them afraid. We gotta, le- we gotta let people build their homes, sit in their plots and be left alone and enjoy July 4th and, and Independence Day and the fruits of this wonderful county. If a beer, if they choose, with a beer, if they choose, Um, unafraid from threats of violence, of threats of, um, threats of intimidation and so on and so forth. That they have opportunities to pursue happiness, to engage in our republic, to participate in our republic. But the problem is, is that no one's gonna be down with all that if growth isn't responsible. We can't just build, 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 and then expect communities to be fine as traffic becomes more difficult, as um, as as it becomes more it, it, the competition for jobs, um, overcrowding, overcrowding in schools, resources become scarcer, um, the environment becomes strained, farmers find it difficult difficult to um, even move around between their farms, to even move their equipment. Farmers farmers get harassed by new, new communities too often. So uh, that that's critical to why I say we need a better path forward and we need balanced, and that better path forward is balanced growth in this county. Uh, you know, look, it doesn't take rocket science. It doesn't take a philosophy course. It. We need housing, but we also need better roads, school construction. You know, we need um, to support our firefighters. We need to support law enforcement so we can be safe and free. These things are all needs, and like there are trade-offs, of course. Um, but we need to use the tools at our disposal. AFPO, um, uh, livable Frederick the things that we have to make sure that we are responsibly growing and that this is managed over the course as we restart our pipeline which the next council is going to do ultimately i believe that folks aren't against new housing i've talked to a lot of people they aren't against new housing i think five years ago they were against new housing now they recognize that we might have to restart that pipeline but they worry about this unmitigated growth they worry about the sprawl they worry about um the effects of having too much too too much rapid growth that isn't matched with infrastructure so if home but ultimately i believe if homeowners are more confident we can grow responsibly they will be less reticent on new housing efforts and so The path forward for our county is a balanced approach. Yes, looking to build again and not, the county has only approved senior housing in the past. No, we're we're gonna have to build for for new families as well. But um, as we do so, we need to also consider the communities that we live in because you don't wanna move in and then have your community completely destroyed by sprawl even and you don't want to live somewhere and then find your community destroyed by sprawl you're going to move out and then we're losing retirees so that goes connects with costs too um but ultimately we want more babies in frederick county we want more young families we want to um we want those families to have grandparents and we want everybody to feel safe the statewide analysis looked at there's a tight correlation towards restrictive zoning and uh, fertility. So we want to make sure that we look at this and we want to make sure that we look at this incentives but not at the cost of ruining communities because what we need are both strong families and strong communities together. We need people not stuck in traffic. We need people uh, to be able to move around safe in their communities. We need walkable communities. We need businesses in those communities and we need law enforcement and fire to be able to keep those communities safe. And that's my third pillar, safety. Um, we want secure neighborhoods. And so we, that means we need to resource our police officers appropriately. Um, you know, By some accounts and some analyses, um, our one of the critical issues with police right now is staffing. Currently our police officers are staffed understaffed by 40 to 50 deputies. Now they've done a great job of kind of keeping um, eight years of consecutive uh, crime reduction just as our teachers have been doing a great job um, of uh, dealing with keeping our scores up, up until COVID, keeping our scores up despite sta- constant staffing issues and constant overcrowding the classes, such as our firefighters who have been doing yeoman's work despite being understaffed and not having what they need, which is four men on an engine. And we've seen the tragic cost of that, but, um, Despite this yeoman's work, there's only so long this can hold. And soon the center won't hold. And we're going to see it collapse. And we're going to regret it. We're going to regret the lack of investment in our police, in in in, in our classrooms, and in our firefighters. Um, that's going to have an effect on safety. That's going to have an effect on freedom. That's going to affect, have an effect on people feeling free. Then we're going to have folks and businesses move out, and then we're going to be stuck with empty lots. We saw it in the Golden Mall. And so we need to make sure that we're on top of that, on the front end. And part of that, I think, is going to be moving forward with plans to find a, um, a home for the satellite office, for this, the sheriff's office in uh, East County. I, I think the best place is Green Valley. They're dealing with water and sewage there, but we need to make sure that the county government is a helpful partner in uh, making sure there are resources and access um, to to law enforcement. And we should look at efficiencies in fire, among firefighter among firefighters to make sure that um, there is coverage everywhere, and those that coverage isn't too overstrained. Because I think uh, you talk to firefighters; that's what they're seeing. And then final the final pair um the final pillar and there's four pillars is we need to keep grandparents here in frederick county that means um that means making sure the housing is still affordable and that means making sure we're investing in senior housing that is affordable for 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 retirees who are working on fixed income but also you know we should really look at how we're taxing retirees and Try to to get that as low as zero as possible, because again, they're in fixed income and still paying into it. And we owe it to our grandparents, to our retirees. We owe it to our veterans that, um, you know, I mean, I think Steve McKay and and the council did great work on getting some tax, um, some of the money back to veterans that are, you know, 60 and older. But we want to really look at also that, That wealth producing um, pocket of 40 to 60 uh, veterans are more likely to uh, participate in the community to um, to 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 bring some of their learned and earned skill sets to. Um, to the community, to jobs, to employment, they're they're good workers. They're 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 disciplined. They will raise good families, and we want to invest in that forty to sixty range as well. And so, I hope the next council, and I hope I'm on it, will be able to look at that as well. And so, we want uh, we want strong grandparents too, because frankly, there's no better daycare than grandparents. Um, the kids know them; they love them. Um, they're free, and so that allow that allows for uh, young working families to really help prosper when their grandparents are able to stay here, not not have to move far away. Let's say like South Dakota or Florida. You know, and the, the, this isn't one of the pillars, but the last thing I think we want to look at is we really want to do a top top to down. Um, Uh, Look at all of our zoning and all of our regulations to make sure that they are healthy for families, we should look at, for example, we should look at parking for uh, parking restrictions for churches and for daycares and make sure that those are those allow for enough. um, Those allow for childcare develop um, um, building and building up centers and building up small. Uh, platoons of centers as well all across the county. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can do. And uh, you know, I think we should look into building a framework into our budgeting process for families. and I think we should consider um, creating a, uh, a family council similar to the small business council that um, Phil Dacey, uh started last year. Because we want to have those experts that are looking at that specific part of our community and that can help us kind of really tear down some of those restrictions. Uh, again, I, I this is a little rambly. I'll, I'll admit that. It's Friday afternoon before Independence Day. But I just wanted to sit down and talk a little bit about family formation, a little bit about creating sustainable uh, fertile fertile ground for families to prosper. Um, and Because honestly, let's be honest. We had the greatest gener- what we call the greatest generation. I think there have been lots of great generations all across American history and all across Frederick's history. Um, but what we need to commit ourselves is is to that there will be more, even greater generations into the future. It starts now, and that work starts now. So let's get to it. Thank you so much. Bless you, and let's look forward to a better path forward. Go vote Jan- uh, in July nineteenth. Thank you. Bye. One final postscript. Also, um, I should have included. I I talked about it a little bit, but we also want to make sure that we're providing that there are resources for to families in crisis and women in crisis. And so, um, investment to grants in in centers like the Hartley House and crisis pregnancy centers and uh, foster care resources. these are things that we really need to look forward to. I mean, Maryland, um, I know with the recent SCOTUS decision that that there's some concerns about, um, about some of this stuff. Maryland's probably not going to change in, in a while, but there are still many families in crisis. There are many families facing uh, violence um, that has to be and we want to provide a welcoming and helpful home. And I think Hartley House is a great resource to do that. There are a few others. Um, there are families that do, there are mothers that do want to have a baby, but maybe the the husband is gone and they're, they're struggling to, to figure out kind of their path forward. Um, um, you know, there are resources, there are crisis centers that can help with those processes. And we, we want to look at making sure that um, Look, the government doesn't have to be forward on a lot of these things, but finding ways that we can support the the community leaders in providing that support to our community. Again, it has to be a a priority for all of us now. Um, It should should be before, um, and it, it better be in the future because, again, Stronger families equal stronger communities. That's my last note, I promise. I hope you all have a wonderful 4th of July if you're listening to it before, which you're probably not. But I hope you have a wonderful, uh, I hope you vote early. If you want to vote early, I hope you vote on election day. I, I probably will be doing the latter. Uh, thank you so much. Let's go for a better path forward. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at digs4maryland. Um, thank you so much.